eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. Oh, here we go. Let's do a podcast. Why not? It's another nice day. It's a Tuesday is what they say. Al, what's up? It's a Tuesday, Jerry. I actually have a story that I had on the show sheet. That I didn't get to today, and uh, Boomer and Geo, I guess, showed no interest. Maybe it was too vague on a on a, a one-sentence thing on the show sheet, but you could have Googled it and seen it, but it seemed interesting to me. I actually didn't see your show sheet today. So there's a pair of twins, adult men, who have the website twins.com. Oh, okay. Which they have had since 1995. Now, Major League Baseball... And all of the leagues have slowly over the years gotten the names of all their teams to be used. Now, I believe the New York Giants have Giants.com. Right. So the San Francisco Giants don't have that. Right. And then, by the way, the Jets have NewYorkJets.com because Jets.com is a private, I believe, a a jet company. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Yeah. And maybe they tried to make a deal with those people. At some point, I think the NFL and Major League Baseball – perhaps the other leagues as well, wanted to have the same, like the team name as the as their website. They wanted uniformity. So this Twins, these guys that had Twins.com, they actually said they got it for free back when I'm websites sure. were just coming out. I'm sure. Somebody knew them. They were Twins. Well, it seemed like a cool idea. Yeah, and they never did anything with it. And yet they never, they wouldn't sell it to the Twins. At one point... They were offered $750,000. And they said no to that. And they said no to that. Now, the article did not say what they got for it. But now the twins will have twins.com. So what did they have? Minnesota twins.com? <laughs> I don't know what they had uh, for it. I would think. I mean, what else would, would you? Yeah. What else would it be? MLB twins.com. Maybe they should have done that. MLB yankees.com. Well, I think they all, I think all the um, sites default to, if I'm not mistaken. I oh, think, yeah, I knew what you're saying. Like, but when you Yankees.MLB.com, Yeah, yeah, but they want you to make it easy for the user to just for write sure. Yankees.com. So if I go to Yankees.com, because now you have me curious. Yeah. 
Yankees.com goes to MLB.com slash Yankees. What, uh, do Twins.com now. Yeah, okay. So Twins.com, I would think. What was it? Yeah. Twins.com goes to MLB.com slash okay. Twins. So they've converted that already. Yeah. <clears throat> My friend Paul, I told you, he whenever... Uh, MLB.com slash Paul? <laughs> whenever we would discuss, like, if you ho- had to go back and do it all over again, knowing what you know now in yeah. life... He always goes, I wish I were a cyber squatter. Squatting on, uh, just, on domains. Just grabbing all the domain names when uh, the internet first came out. Yeah, and you'd then be try worth to, a fortune. And <laughs> just sell them back to people. So funny, though. The notion of earning your wealth mm-hmm. or getting lucky. Yeah. And trust me, if you, on your Jackpocket app... Won eight million dollars tomorrow. Yes, tremendous. Good for you. I'm. You're not giving it back. Don't misunderstand I'm what I'm saying. I'll and I think it. I do think there are some people out there that would prefer to just win the lottery rather than work for it. And again, I would never give it back. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But I think there's something very rewarding about building a business or a huge career oh, yeah. and really earning the money. And at the end of the day, saying, you know what, I did that better than most. Again, end of the day, $10 million is $10 million. Who cares how you got it as long as you don't steal it? But I do think it's a little bit more rewarding that way. For sure. And if somewhere along the way in that career of yours, you got lucky, that's well, for part sure. Of it. 100%. Part of that. Luck is part of any career. Right. And part of any success. There is some luck and some timing and then Timing's a lot of everything. hard work. But that's different than just getting a scratch-off lottery ticket. And, hey, right. Look at this. I made $8 million. <laughs> well, okay, good for you. Yeah. You didn't earn it, but okay. That's great. Look you ever, at you. You ever watch on the HGTV channel, My Lottery Dream yes, Home? Yes, I have. First What's of amazing all, is how fast the money goes if you ever... Oh, yeah. That's actually scary. Yeah, and let, because they're not dealing with people who've won $24 million. The most I've seen on there is somebody who won $5 million. Right, which is like $2.5 million. Yeah, but most of the people on there is like, I did a scratch-off, I won $700,000. And then they're getting like an okay house. Right, I mean, because I, it's not a lot of money yeah. after, after taxes. Right. What's interesting about that show is it's been on for a number of years now, and the host gets more and more tattoos, so... As the seasons... You oh, that's could, the guy, right? Yeah, you can tell how old the show is based on how many... The tattoo uh, pro- progression. Yeah, because right. like he has them now up like tigers on his neck. I heard for 2023, his face is gone. Wow. That's what I'm going <laughs> to tune into. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I forget Huge his name. tattoo guy. I forget, big tattoo guy. Yeah. Yeah, I forget his name. But You know uh, what tattoo I've become, I've come to really like on a girl specifically? Oh. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. But one behind the ear. Yeah. I don't know why. I think that's cool. I'm with you on that. Small little tattoo behind the earlobe. Yes. It's neat. Sexy. It is. It is. I think it's cool. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. That's, it. that's all you got? That's all I got. What is it usually of? It's something tiny. It can be like anything a, like a, a little star. design. can be a, like a letter. Can be, it's a, yes, a star, as you certainly see. Little rose is mm-hmm. one thing. I know... That rose can be put in different places, but I <laughs> there is cool. You know what I see a lot also uh, the living near the beach is a lot of younger women have like writing down their down sides. Their sides. Yes, yeah. I always wonder like what's that about? Yeah. Well, on my back, I wrote "People are garbage." <laughs> in, in script. Re- oh, in script. So it's beautiful. <laughs> the Declaration of Independence. It's very beautiful, but people are garbage. 
We the people of the United States <laughs> are trash. Are trash. <laughs> and seemingly proud to be it too. Yeah. <laughs> I often wonder like and a lot of times it's written sideways yeah. on them. So if uh, they're like top to bottom. Or no, sometimes I see it the other way oh, where wrapped around their back to their stomach. No, like, like still down the side, but they would have to be laying down in order to read oh, it. Oh, I gotcha. May Gotta I, hurt. May I read your tattoo? Hi. May I do you think there are men that have tattooed their penis? Yes. For real? For real. For sure. Man. That's taken a lot of faith. We're putting a lot of faith into the tattoo artist, is it not? Yeah. Plus, if I were getting a tattoo, my schween would be so trying to hide. The, doc- the doctor, the tattoo artist would have to be like... Stretching it. And yeah, pulling it with tweezers at that point. <laughs> Jeez, moving it aside with tweezers. Okay, and then you, it's not going to look the same when you're all shriveled when up. When it's standing at attention, and then when it's standing at attention, or right. somewhere in between. Unless like they're that good that they can do the art, knowing that it's going to expand. Yeah, or you have to pick something that would look good shriveled up or expanded. <laughs> Like Which might snake. be the first thing that looks good, shriveled or expanded. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. So that's tattoo oh, art. Yeah, it, that's and I know there's the show on one of those channels about my tattoo life or whatever it's called. Yeah. Ink or Inc. LA they have Inc. a couple. They have a couple of them. There are several of them. I think it's interesting what goes on in those places. And I've always wondered how many people walk in after drinks. Yeah. That's got to be big business on a Friday night at 11 p.m. Especially in an area where there are bars, right? So yeah. in New Orleans. Sure. You know, Las Vegas. And people are losing their minds doing stupid things yeah, no, like, all over the tattoo. place. I know. And then you wind up picking something that you would have never have picked because you were wasting it. It seemed like a tremendous idea at the time. Yippers. Yeah. I always wonder how people... I guess it's got to be word of mouth. Like, how do you pick a tattoo artist? It's got to be word of mouth, I would think, because, well, not well. You got these reviews now online too, by the way. That's true, and you love a good review. I, and love I think the most review. people would, and that would be one thing. If I saw a tattoo artist that had seven hundred reviews, and six hundred and eighty of them were really good, I wouldn't worry about the other twenty. Now, if they were fifty-fifty, I'm moving on. Yeah, you know, because that's uh, that seems a little dicey to me. I also think like if you found the most popular tattoo place. In a cool city, that would work. Like Asbury Park, whatever the most popular tattoo place in Asbury Park seems like that'd be a cool. place. You're probably in good shape. Santa yeah. Monica, Santa Monica. Yeah, find the most. That actually sounds cool. Just to say, mm, got this tattoo in Santa yes. Monica. Right, you can't get a tattoo in your local town. No, you've well, got. You to, can, but it does, there's no good story to it. Right, you've got to be able to. If you're only going to get one tattoo, for the people that have a lot of tattoos, you get one in your hometown. Right. You get one in Vegas. You get one in New Orleans. But. I agree. Yeah, you want to have I'm a, cool a tattoo. Story. It's going. It's going to be in California. Yeah, or Miami. That could be fun. Yeah, something cool. Yeah, absolutely. I remember we were at one of the Super Bowls, and you were going to get a tattoo. No, I was with uh, Craig and Kim. Okay, and they were going to get tattoos, and it was sound like a pretty good idea at the time, but I didn't do it. I think they just got like. Like a tattoo of a ring, yeah, right, or right something right. like that. That like seems kind of permanent. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what I would have gotten. 
the only tattoo I ever considered in my entire life, I would have been a, a big regretful one, was uh, many, many years ago in the in the late 80s. I always thought it would be cool to get the late night with David Letterman logo on my arm. I think that would have been the worst thing in the world. Well, now it would look retro. Yeah, but that's all it would look. It wouldn't look terrible. Maybe I'll go get it now then. Like when you see, and I guess I'm getting, we're getting to the age where I'm starting to see it. When you go to the supermarket or any store or wherever you're at, and you see a woman in her 70s. Yeah. Like there was a woman, you know, I like to go to Dearborn Farms. There was a, in Homedale, there was a woman shopping in there. She was actually outside, I guess you call it the nursery, where all the shrubs are and everything. And she had a snake tattoo. Now her skin was, I'm not being a jerk, but it's what it was. It was wrinkly. It was, she clearly was early 70s, mid 70s. Skin was kind of wrinkly. She just she didn't look like she was in the best of health. And she had a snake tattoo that went up her right arm and kind of came up to her, up her shoulder. And you could see the head of the snake up on the lower part of her neck. It looked ridiculous. Like, you are you could be a great grandmother. You look silly. But at some point, she was a badass chick. She, I'm not saying, and I'm not saying she still wasn't. I'm just saying it looked silly at that point. Now, there's no reason you can't get tattoos, but something like that, I mean, I don't know. I would want to think through that a little bit more before I put a snake up my neck. Yeah, like, that's a weird thing. Like, how do they? How did she pick that? No idea. And it was, and it, you could tell it was the same tattoo sketch because it was the same colors. You saw it right under her sleeve, and it was obvious that it was a snake. And then you saw the head of the snake just at the lower part of her neck coming out of her collar. Sounds like she was hanging around with some bikers back in the day. Know, maybe. Maybe she's a snake lover. <laughs> that sounded weird. <laughs> and clearly, it was said clearly for an Eddie drop. Maybe she's a snake lover. Yeah, that's uh, okay. My bad. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah, I always think back to like 1983 when I used to love Ozzy Osbourne and he got those tattoos. For the record, that's almost 40 years ago. Yeah. Oh, my God. And he got that big blue dragon head on his chest. He had, like, some hooded demon-looking thing on his other chest. He's got to take his shirt off a night and be like, what am I doing? Well, he'll still, in concert, Does he, take yeah. his shirt off. And, yeah. And they're still... So, I guess he's healthy again. I guess so. Because he looked pretty good at that uh, Rams uh, halftime. And he's doing another show now where they move back to London. So, I guess they're okay. Glad to hear it because she posted that thing about a month or two ago. Hey, pray for Ozzy. Right. He's having a procedure. All right, well, that doesn't sound good. It did not sound good. No, terrible. I hope Ozzy lives forever. Yeah, well, none of us are. Forever. Which is really sad when you think about it that. It is sad. I do wonder, uh, contemplate death, you know, like where do they go? Like where did that person go? Like he was here yesterday. Where is he now? Right. Right. Well, I mean, how many times do we have this conversation? A lot. You know, every day for how many years? Imus was in these studios. Not these, but you get the point. Yeah. And now he's no longer. Like, where is Imus right now? Gone. Like, he's just gone. Hmm. It's sad. It really is sad. Seems like he's somewhere else. We just don't know how to get to him. Yes. I don't, I don't know. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It was like, so I watched the Elvis movie. I watched two movies over the weekend, believe it or not. How about me? I watched the Elvis movie mm-hmm. on HBO Max. Okay. And I watched the um, Johnny Cash movie, which I'd never seen before. Walk the Line oh, with yeah. Reese Witherspoon. I, watched, I saw that when it first came out on like DVD or whatever it was. And it was very saddened as you watch it because you start getting into the, and I know it's a movie, but I also know it's based on his real life. And at the end, as they finally get together as a couple, then they, you know, then they write and print on the, on the screen for the crawl at the end. And you know what? After years of being infatuated with themselves, but never crossing the line, they did get together. They got married. They had one kid. And then after all these years of touring and success and money and all, she passes away and he dies four months later. Johnny Cash. And all of a sudden, Johnny Cash, and I forget her name. June Carter Cash. Yes. All of a sudden, they're gone. They're gone. That's it. Like their their music lives on. And that's the cool thing about being famous is that yes. when you're gone, you're not really as gone as us schlubs. <laughs> You'll have all these podcasts that live on, Jerry. True, but it's just, you're watching it like, man, so as they were going through life every day, did they just take every day for granted thinking they were going to be Johnny Cash and June Carter Cash until eternity? And all of a sudden it's over. Like, it's just done. Like, have you ever thought, like, this is an interesting question. (laughs) Have you ever thought about, like, when the last time you might speak to your sisters will be? Have you ever thought of, Maybe that was the last time that you have sex and you don't, you don't realize it at the time, but like, maybe that's it. Maybe me and Gina, you and Gina go dry from this point forward and you realize like six years has gone by. Is that it? You know, have I spoken to my sister for the last time? Have I, you don't know. Right. Everything's taken for granted. Everything. The only thing in that realm I don't take for granted is when I go to see older musicians perform i do think this may be this don't worry about family no (laughs) but like when i like i have the tickets to go see bruce springsteen in february sure will it be the last time right yeah i mean yeah will it be the last time it's really bizarre so it's i don't know it's depressing to think about it yeah but that is that's the re sad realities of life right I was talking to, I think I was talking to Gene about this, and maybe we even talk about it on the podcast, like when's the other things in life that that uh, are milestones, right? Yeah. When your kid first takes their first yeah, sure, steps, sure. that's a big milestone. You know, do you realize when is the last time you pick up your kid? Right. When was the last time? Because at one point, at some point, you do pick up your kid, and at another point, they get too big. I'm at that point now. But Gina told me that, that, uh, when she realized it, as her son got older, one time she said, "I'm ca- I'm picking you up one last time," and yeah. <laughs> awkwardly, you know, pick, pick because them up. he's a giant now, You're right? Well, even I'll give you an example too. So about mm, month, month and a half ago, Matthew out of the blue, he's like, "Hey, can we throw in the backyard? I want to work on a pitch." I'm like, "Yeah, let's go. Get me the gloves." And I was exhausted. I'm like, "I'm I'm good." And Kim comes, I'm like, "Hey, take a picture of this." She's like, "Why?" I'm like. This might be the last catch I ever have with him. Right. She's like, well, that sounds terrible. I'm like, hun, I haven't thrown with Matthew in two years. I'm like, I throw with Joseph all the time still. And I throw to him in the cage. And I'll throw to Matthew in the cage in the backyard too a little bit. 
but we don't throw anymore, really. I'm like, this might be the last catch I ever have. Just please take the picture. I'm like, yeah. I get it. It sounds terrible, but it's possible. And you don't know it at the time. So right. I do think of those things. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, that's also the abruptness when someone passes away, not unexpectedly. And it's just like that poor Port Authority cop last week. Did you see that story? Uh, the guy who was a former major league yeah. player. And what's horribly depressing is it was 9-11, as you know, and he just went to do some extra security detail. And he gets into a car. He, he got hit by a drunk driver, dies. Four kids, a wife in their 30s. There's no way she ever thought that was the last time she was going to see him. It's terrible. Yeah, that's the weird thing about like trying to plan. You plan, um, you have to plan for life as if you're going to live into your 80s. Absolutely. 90s. Yeah. And yet you also have to, and this is what I'm very bad at, you have to then also balance. Living for the moment. Right. I'm not good at that at all. I am always looking to like, I'm preparing for to make sure I can handle myself monetarily and things till I'm in my 80s. I think the difference between you and I, and I have my eye on that as well. There's no question. The thing that's different between you and me, though, is I always have in my mind, unless I'm in a home and I'm incapable, in which case I'm screwed anyway, I'll work. There's, I mean, with the computers... You can always find a way to make some money to pay rent. That's true. Not the way you want to live life. I get it. But I'm also not going to worry about every last nickel and dime, making sure it's saved for when I'm 75, when the good days are over. Right. Like really, go. retirement is a... I, this whole retirement Shangri-La is such a load of shit. I mean, it's depressing. Why do you think? It's the end of your life. So, <laughs> so we're really, we're working and saving right. to enjoy life when life is almost over, as opposed to enjoying it when you feel good, right? when your kids are at a great age, when you've got energy to do things, money to do things. Nah, let's put it aside so that I am, hopefully I'm healthy in my 70s and not wheelchair bound, and then I can go do what exactly? Go play bocce ball with a bunch of old people on a cruise ship? Oh, that sounds like a hoot. I'd rather be you in this in my 70s than now. You what, what what do you mean? I'd rather live the life in a condo down by the shore in my 70s, nice and quiet. When I probably don't feel as great, don't want to travel as much, right. more of a hassle to get around in my older age, then I would want to stay home and do that now. I see. Yeah. Like, I'm good. I'll go to the airport. It's a pain in the ass. I got you. Understood. But you know what? When I get where I'm going, it's worth it. I want to do things. I don't want to sit. The, like, I was watching House the other day. You ever watch House? The With the doctor with yeah. the cane? Tremendous Many years show. ago, I would watch. Very good show. It's, I forget what channel it's on. So we watch. I watch them a lot. I watched one episode the other day and a second episode. So I'm like, oh, I can't not to. Nope, nope, nope. Turn it off. I got to do something. That was what was one hour that I literally feel like I wasted. Right, because you watched House. Like, I just wasted an hour doing nothing except watching a show that I've seen already. Like, how unproductive is that? Yeah, that's the weirdest thing. Like, when you watch reruns, like, how many hours I've watched Seinfeld? Right, what are you learning the second time? What are you learning the 22nd time you saw that episode? It's really something. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I know. 
Yeah, I got. I have to get better at balancing those two things. Uh, you know what? The first step is acknowledging it. I've acknowledged. Now, what are we can do about it? Probably nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing I've been doing. <laughs> but you weren't always like this. I was not. As I get older and uh, settled into this schedule that we have. That's one. So the the beauty of this schedule is giving you time like you've never had before. Right. But the evil of the schedule is that you've become, lazy is not the right word, less motivated. Right. And not interested in being inconvenienced. Yeah. On I, any level. Yeah, I think the key is to try to not need a nap in the afternoon after waking up at 2 a.m. I don't know how you ever get to that point. Unless you're going to start going to bed at 6 o'clock. Correct. And even then, I still think you're going to be tired because your body clock is just wrong. I'm, getting up at 2.30 is not normal. The balance to me, once you get past 4, 4.30, I feel like it's the next day. 2.30 in the morning, 2 o'clock in the morning, that is the middle of the yeah. night. You're not supposed to be up then. Yeah, I notice a difference like on the weekend if my dog wakes me up at uh, 5 o'clock. That feels like, oh, this is a nice early start to the day. Yes. You slept in. Yeah. But two, you're right. 2.30, 3.30, it still is the night before. Like, I went to bed last night at 9.30. Is that a late night? No. Okay. A night, late night for you, though. Yeah. Like, I turned the TV off at, I think it was to be exact, because by the time I got home from my son's game, I had to take a shower last night because we had to move the tarp and the clay and the water. It was It was gross. By the time I actually put the Met game on, laid down, watched the base hit by Yelich, I watched a little more of the inning, turned the TV on, I think it was actually 9.42. My alarm was set for 2.28. If I fell asleep that very second, I got four hours and 40 minutes sleep. <laughs> I mean, what is that? Yeah, it's not good. And, and I didn't go to bed late. It's not like 9.30 is late. It's early. Most people are up till 11, 11.30. And yet I got four hours and 40 45, whatever the hell it was. Yeah, I couldn't imagine staying up late now. Like even in a week's vacation when I'm off for a week. Yeah. I maybe go to bed at between 9 and 10. Okay. Just because I just can't. Well, it's different for us. Yeah. I make it to um, Fridays I'm up till 10, Saturdays 11. That's it. And I also set my alarm at 6 o'clock because I don't want I was in Myrtle Beach. I was in bed by 10 o'clock every night. I was good. Hey, you want to go out for drinks after dinner? You guys go. I'm good. I had a great night. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to sleep. And it was glorious. 10 o'clock, woke up at 5.30 without the alarm. It's great. I remember the my favorite hours were like when I was living in Florida early on. I used to work from uh, 2 to, I think, 2 to 10. Sure. 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. That felt so great. Like I'd come home. It was like 10.30. Yeah. Watch, Watch TV, TV for a little bit. Relax. Yeah. No alarm to wake you up the next morning. Right. Get up, go to the gym, have lunch, go to work. Yeah. I think it's important. That's why the nine to five is so terrible. Terrible. If you have a nine to five job with any commute whatsoever, let's say a 45 minute commute, nothing nuts, you're still out of the house by 8, 8, 15, and you're not home before six. It's terrible. Your day is gone. It's, you know, I don't know. It's like a race to get to sleep, then to wake up to go do it again. Yes. That, I don't I that, know we scrim I know yeah. I know we don't get to sleep, but I I never feel like I don't have time to do things with our hours. Right. I would never trade waking up at two AM for 
a nine to five or nine to I agree. six hours. I completely that just, agree. That seems like your whole day is destroyed. I agree. This job as and I don't know if it's going to cut years off my life on the back end. I don't know. It might ultimately for all of us. Yeah. I'm not sure. But this job has allowed me to raise my kids in a way that I otherwise never would have been able to do that. I've right. seen everything, literally everything along the way. And I've coached everything and I've been everywhere with them. Yeah. So, and I don't yeah, think that, that cool. I would ever give back. And it's cool like on uh, Fridays. Oh, it's tremendous. You feel like the weekend started early. Like we have a three-day weekend every week. Yeah. Every, I know Sunday nights suck, but you know what? Even if we have a nine-to-five job on Sundays, it sucks. Sun, uh, Sunday nights would suck. Yeah. And Fridays suck then. Right, because you're getting home late. I'm home at 11.40. People aren't even at lunch yet. Right. You know, it's yeah, pretty good. No, that's, that's true. Pretty good. Pre- Jerry, would you say it's pretty good or pretty good? Pretty good. Pretty good. Let's yeah. do the warm-up show. All right. Uh, we'll see you here tomorrow on a, uh, what is that, a Wednesday, Jerry? Oh, a little tease. Al's list of his five fraudulent favorite teams coming oh. up soon on the warm-up show. On the warm-up show here, yeah. And we'll be back tomorrow. We'll see if Aaron Judge hit another home run or two or three. Maybe he hit seven tonight. We don't know. <laughs> Depends how many at-bats he gets. All right. Two.